chilling new original docuseries on Paramount Plus. Why did he kill his family? The answer lies across the ocean in a woman named Sylvie. She's a can model. Where desire leads to deception. I ended up spending twelve and fifteen thousand dollars a day. It was addictive. I can't get you out. And obsession leads to murder. Who did this to your family? You can't really maintain a fantasy forever. Control Alt Desire, now streaming on Paramount Plus. Yeah, appreciate you all uh, being uh, here with us. Um, we are back in Seattle. Um, you know, d- just uh, honored to, to be uh, representing uh, our team here in the uh, national championship. And uh, just, uh, you know, con- congratulations and uh, tip of the hat to uh, Coach Harbaugh in Michigan. Um, amazing season they've had and uh, just a lot of domination all year long and and uh, you know, well fought win uh, against Alabama in the Rose Bowl. So we uh, are looking forward to the challenge. Looking forward to um, everything that comes along with the national championship here in the days ahead. And uh, you know, our preparation, uh, especially with the coaching staff and the game planning, is is going strong already. And um, a couple of days, we'll be back down in Houston, and really looking forward to that time down there. So I'll open it up for questions. Yep. All right. Jen, would you like to jump in and explain how we're going to get in the queue? Yes, thank you. If you would like to ask a question, please press star 1 on your telephone keypad now. You'll be placed into the queue in the order received. Please be prepared to ask your question when prompted. Once again, if you have a question, please press star 1 on your phone now. Our first question will come from Chris Vanini with The, the Athletic. Hey, Kaylin, uh, how is Dylan Johnson doing, um, and what did you see kind of happen to him at the end of the uh, Texas game? Sure. Yeah, hey, Chris. Um, yeah, he. Um, I mean, I haven't seen him today. Uh, I know that we got back yesterday, and uh, they continued to look at him and, um, you know, had a report with, our, of course, our training staff today. And, um, you know, this is something he's been working through for a couple months now and uh, just um, played through it. And, you know, it's, there's nothing as far as above and beyond what's happened in the past. Uh, you know, just uh, kind of throughout the game, you know, he'll re-aggravate it and shake it off and go back out there and play. Um, I guess my, my thoughts are is that uh, he'll be ready to go. Um, obviously, it's a quick week, quick turnaround. Um, you know, only seven days to, to get ready again. Uh, we'll be smart with how we prepare. Uh, and I guess that's just my assumption, not having talked to him today. but even knowing when we landed, um, you know, as long as everything came out all right with uh, everything, he was going to do everything he could to be on that football field uh, next Monday. And how important is he to uh, your team and what you guys do on offense? Yeah, I think he's just really established himself, you know, the second half of the season, um, both at running the football, uh, which I know was everyone's seen, um, just the big games he's had and the physicality he brings. Uh, he is uh, very much in sync with our offensive line, trusts them a lot. They trust him and um, go the extra mile to, to pave the way for him to get the yards he has. Um, you know, I think the other piece to it is, um, you know, we have other guys that do a really good job too, but, uh, you know, he's just a solid player all around and does a good job with pass protection, you know, and keeping 
pocket clean for Mike and smart, smart football player, um, understands his responsibilities, but physically able to, you know, take on uh, all the different types of bodies that come at him, you know, pressure-wise or just helping uh, in, in protection. So, you know, him being a first-year guy with us, he's really – uh, the second half of the year come along as the reps and have added up and and uh, he gets more opportunities so he's a he's a big piece piece to it I don't think uh, I'd be able to sell it any other way I think everyone would see through that but uh, you know um, we have other guys that are ready to go if he if he's not able to step out there but you know Dylan's uh, you know I know I'm going to do everything he can just because he's putting his heart and soul into this uh, season this team all year long thanks Kellen yep and we'll go next to Matt Calkins with Seattle Times. Hey, Kalen. Um, there have been a lot of defining moments, I think, for you guys this season, whether it be you know, Grady's walk-off, whether it be the fourth down conversion against Washington State, Misha's interception. The list is, is pretty extensive. I'm curious if there's one or two plays or moments this year that, that really stand out to you and, 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 why, and why those might stand out in particular. Yeah, there have been obviously with a lot of close games come uh, a lot of big moments and big plays, and uh, you know you can go with the ones that kind of got the big run uh, going for us uh, as far as this stretch, and that you know would probably be the fourth down stop uh, against Oregon uh, here at home in the regular season, and then being able to turn that into a touchdown to to Roma Dunze, uh, you know, soon after and. Of course, the the missed field goal. I mean, I know that's more than one play, but that's to me that yeah. that span of just a few minutes. Um, you know, just the trajectory trajectory we were on, um, and just how that kind of propelled us into, um, you know, kind of taking over top spot in the conference. And um, you know, then I think uh, you go to the end of the season and just finishing it off with, you know, the touchdown scoring drive in the Apple Cup. Um, you know, after converting on a fourth down and. Uh, the field goal by Grady Gross there, um, and then just you know I think there's there's just the the next step and level of just our guys grinding and and some of the big plays that we made, um, you know in the uh, in a lot of big plays. Uh, so it's not one play, but it's just a a group of things that have happened uh, in the Pac-12 championship and the Sugar Bowl. You know just the way the guys you know work through third and fourth quarters. Uh, you know, just keep grinding, keep fighting. Um, and, you know, each each piece adds to the experiences we have and the way uh, they trust and believe in each other on another level. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And we'll move next to Eric Olson, Associated Press. Hey, Kalen. Uh, I know you've got bigger fish to fry right now with the immediate uh, situation playing Michigan, but uh, have you considered at all that just the fact that, that this is going to be a Big Ten matchup here starting next season and, and just the future and how this elevates the, the Big Ten, uh, being able to say they have the national champion uh, coming into 2024 one way or another? Uh, I hadn't until uh, really yesterday. Kind of someone else had asked the same question. And so, um, yeah, certainly, uh, you know, they're on our schedule a year from now and um, it's a, a whole different deal that we'll be involved with as far as new conference. But, um, you know, I think this year or where we're at right now in the season, that this is all about uh, really, you know, us uh, representing the Pac-12 and, and uh, going to win a national championship for our our program and, and finishing off this season for this group of guys that have worked really hard. So I haven't really 
got into that or thought of it that way. Um, I think it's all about this moment in this game and what it means for our program to be participating and have a chance to win a national championship. Is is there anything uh, that helps uh, Michael with regard to playing Michigan? Because it was like three years ago that, that he played them. Um, and I, I know their, their defense is quite a bit different, but uh, how do you see that? Um, I mean, maybe. Maybe there's something. I think it's probably a lot has happened since the times that he's played there. And I think even – I think they won the game that you're referring to, if I remember right. But Yes, um, yes. But, um, you know, I think, I think it's just a whole, whole different, you know, thing that he's involved with now being here at UW and um, his teammates and the confidence he has in them and um, that they have in him as well. Um, I, I think it's all about right now. But, uh, you know, if you were playing uh, at their, at their, in their stadium, uh, you know, maybe there would be some familiarity that would help him feel good about it, but, you know, we're playing down in Houston, and um, maybe, maybe the colors across from him, uh, you know, will be something <laughs> to bring back some memories pretty quickly, but I think right now he's also just in the moment and focused on uh, our program and, and the opportunity at hand. Thank you. Yep. Our next question comes from Christian Cable with On Montlake. Hey, Kalen. I, I know there were some guys like Jabbar Muhammad and Devin Colt and Nate Kalepo, who got dinged up but came back in the game. Um, any lingering concerns with any of those guys? Hey, Christian. Um, no, I think they're all good. I think they're all good. Uh, just sore and sore and things like that. Uh, uh, I believe all of them got back in the game at some point, you know, after after their buildings and uh, Knicks. So this should all be good. And we'll move next to Rachel Bachman with the Wall Street Journal. Thanks so much. Hi, Coach. Uh, your coordinators are some of the best compensated in the business, and you give them a lot of responsibility. Can you explain why that is? Yeah. Um, I mean, first of all, these guys, I mean, I've known them for not just a couple of years, but, uh, you know, going on 15 to, to 25, 30 years, you know, um, Chuck Morrell and I were teammates in college, and uh, we coached together for 10 years at Sioux Falls, and four years here at Fresno and, and UW, he's been a part of every single win that uh, I have as a head coach. And, um, you know, Ryan Grubb obviously um, draws a lot of attention with what we do offensively and, and the success we've had there. And, uh, you know, going back to 2007, we've coached together uh, many different places along the way. And, um, you know, he does a great job. And I think the, the, the thing about it is, is uh, you know, when you can give people you trust um, ownership or, or a chance to, to, you know, make it theirs. And, and I'm here to support them and empower our coaching staff, not just them, um, but, you know, be there for them, uh, you know, give them uh, all they need, the organization, uh, put the pieces around them to help them be successful. Um, I think they take a lot of ownership and responsibility in uh, doing everything they can to help us be successful. And, um, and there's obviously a trust and belief I have in them, and I think it goes both ways and their enjoyment to, you know, hopefully work for me. And, uh, you know, you get the results you have because of uh, that, that coordination that we have as a whole. Great. Thanks so much. Yep. And we'll hear next from Tony Paul with Detroit News. Hey, Kaylin. Um, actually, piggybacking on that question, um, a lot of your guys, including you, um, were on the staff at Eastern Michigan when they were talking about 
you know, getting rid of the program. Um, you've gone from the, the low of the low of the college football rung to now the mountaintop down near. I'm just curious, what did those three years kind of teach you about yourself and about your career moving forward when you were at Eastern Michigan? Yeah. Um, yeah, we do. We got a couple strength coaches. Actually, got three of them, uh, including our head strength coach, Ron McKeefree, Brian Fink, Zach Cook, uh, and then uh, Ryan Grubb, obviously, was there with us. Uh, Shaq Van was a player for us. He's a GA. So, um, yeah, I think, you know, the three, three great years uh, coaching there, uh, a lot of it has to do with just the people you're around and Chris Creighton, um, I learned so much from him leading a football team. Um, I've had I had the chance at one point to do it myself, and I think, you know, you're really paying attention to head coaches um, and what they do and how they do it. And every guy's got their different style and way. Uh, but you know, those years right there, coming into a program that really did have a culture at that time, um, you know, over much tradition at all, and you know, uh, one day at a time, just uh, being relentless and putting it together uh, and seeing in a couple of years what it can become. And, and obviously that foundation continues to be strong there with what Chris has done. I'm, I'm super proud of, uh, you know, his his success and how he's got an expectation to have that program in a bowl game. And so um, I think it verified a lot of uh, how I felt when I was building a team, um, you know, that already had a lot of good things going forward at Sioux Falls, uh, picked up a few little pieces along the way to add to what we do. I've done that, I think, as a coordinator at the, the different stops I had, the four different stops I had, whether it be Southern Illinois, Indiana, Fresno State, or or um, Eastern Michigan. You know, each coach uh, gave me a little piece here and there that I've added to what uh, – was the the key pieces for me to, you know, build our program and our culture. Great. Thank you. You bet. And our next question will come from Dennis Dodd with CBS Sports. Hey, Kalen. Um, I wonder if you could describe the process of um, Michael uh, transferring. You know, I, I don't think it was a slam dunk. I recall him saying he watched film of the Washington offensive line before he came, and that, that offensive line became the best in the country. But how, how confident were you of getting him? Yeah, hey, Dennis. Um, you know, he was uh, – I think the timing wasn't far off. I don't know. I think he was either thinking about it or entered the portal, and the timing of mm-hmm. me getting the job here at Washington uh, wasn't far off. Um, you know, I think he was certainly wondering uh, where I was at, what my quarterback situation would be no matter where uh, I was coaching, whether it be at Fresno State, and then it happened here. Um, you know, and, uh, I think as soon as we, as soon as I called him, um, I think there was probably a feeling in his mind that this, uh, was what he hoped would, would work out was to come here. Um, and certainly that's the way I felt as well. And when he came up here and visited, it was certainly a business trip for him. Um, wanting to see everyone around him from the offensive line to the receiving core. Um, there was not a lot of the, the, glitz and glamour and tours and seeing the city. Um, there was a little bit of that, but it was, it was really um, getting reacquainted and us, uh, you know, uh, trying to show him, you know, what we knew at that time, which we were still learning as well. Uh, Ryan Grubb was on staff and here and, um, mm-hmm. you know, they did not know each other. So that was important for me to 
instill that trust in, in Michael that, uh, you know, we'd be doing what we did at Indiana. That would be the foundation. And then him growing that relationship and me verifying to, um, to Michael that, uh, you know, that's the type of coach Ryan is too, is that he'll be very clear. He'll be very concise. He'll work his tail off for you. And, uh, you know, but Michael wanted to know, like you said, the offensive line, who they were going to be, um, you know, wanted to make sure he could be protected because I think he trusted what his talent was and what mm-hmm. he could do with football um, as long as he had some of those pieces to keep him keep him upright um, and give him a chance, you know, and, and I did as well. And so uh, I was super excited when he came on board uh, that, uh, you know, we'd end up having uh, what, what, we're, what we're doing right now. You know, and that's a lot of success uh, with him leading the charge. Yeah, it worked out. Um, and also on Eric's question, I know you, you don't want to talk about the Big Ten, but do you have a, a plan, a binder, uh, a way to transition? Are you recruiting different players as, as you transition to the Big Ten? Yeah, I mean, first of all, our staff has a lot of uh, ties and connections, uh, both to the Midwest and the Big mm-hmm. Ten whether it be coaching there in the Big Ten or, um, you know, just from that region of the, of the country. Uh, and so, you know, I think, I think it will be a transition that's uh, pretty smooth for us that way. We, we have a lot of familiarity with the type of football that's played in different styles, uh, you know, from each program. Um, we still have to keep, I think, our footprint with being the West Coast, but we'll, we'll not be afraid to venture off, you know, and find the right fit. Uh, the guys that are maybe we have contacts with through head coaches and and uh, areas we're very familiar recruiting already. Uh, but um, you know, there, there's there's certainly uh, a lot that we already feel we have in this program that fits what can compete well in the Big Ten. Um, to me, it's about us continuing to evolve and just um, grow and and be better uh, at every position and as a collective. Uh, each and every year, you know, and so uh, we reassess that and understand where we're at as a program. But you know, physic- physically, I think uh, you know you get to this point in a in a playoff, um, you're you're facing the best of the best, and uh, you know, obviously, we'll learn more about Michigan um, and when we step on the football field against them, and and where we match up as far as being the best in the Big Ten as well. Great. Good luck. You bet. Thank you. And our next question comes from Rainer Sabin, Detroit Free Press. Yes, Karen. I uh, was wondering what, what makes Michael such a, I guess, catalyst for everything, because it seems like obviously he, he, he led Indiana to one of its best seasons in, in all time, and then what he's done obviously at Washington, but also even going back to that 2020 victory over Michigan. It was the first Indiana victory over Michigan in 33 years. Um, what is it about him that kind of really uh, makes him do some kind of some things that seem somewhat improbable. Yeah, I think the production and then who he is as a person. Um, and on the production piece, I mean, he's got a skill set that um, is, I, I, you know, I mean, I think it makes him the best player in the country. Uh, just the ability to, to throw the ball with accuracy. Um, I mean, he can get rid of it super quick. Uh, there were some throws in the game this last week where, he had to slide in the pocket, reset his feet, and quick release it. Um, did it, you know, from the left side to the right side. He did it sliding one way and throwing right down the middle of the field. Um, you know, he's got a quick release. So all those all those pieces from a skill set standpoint, arm talent-wise, are, are there. Uh, and so, you know, the production, I think, um, is what 
you know, certainly helps with people buying into him. Uh, and then, you know, com- combine that with just a personality that's fun to be around um, is, I mean, he's as low ego as it gets. It's all about the team. And, you know, everyone hears that publicly, you know, when he talks, but it is 100% real. Uh, it is what we see every single day. There are things he's doing for his teammates, uh, you know, that uh, he could care less if it got out there to public. It's all about um, just loving the moment he's in, uh, wanting this to be a special time, you know, for everyone that's around him. Uh, you know, he, he he has a lot of trust, you know, in people. Uh, once you really become uh, loyal to him, a uh, man, he will do anything for you. And uh, that's gone both ways on our team, both he to the team and the team to him. And he's not afraid to get up front and center and uh, give a hard talk. And you can realize pretty quickly how competitive he is and how bad he wants to win a national championship and that he really believed when he came back that we could be in this moment. And then lastly, his work supported everything that were his goals, you know, all season long had a full off season to really train, a full off season to, you know, work individually to improve, to work with his receivers. Um, he would he challenges, you know, um, everyone on this football team to be the best that they can be all the time. He did that from, from the time he, you know, said he's coming back early last December. Do you, uh, do you find it any somewhat ironic in some ways that the offensive system that you kind of inspired at Indiana and even his play in 2020 really pretty much led to what Michigan's defense is now, the defensive change in a lot of ways because of what happened in that game in 2020. I mean, do you gather any sense of irony in that sense that in some ways that you kind of brought about the defense that you're going to face Monday night? I hadn't thought about it that way. Um, I mean, as you're talking here, I can, I guess, kind of, see what you're saying um but um i don't know if it's one particular game you know that that um gets someone to evolve and change i think it's it's a lot of other things but uh you know michael certainly had a year there uh at indiana where uh he had a lot of success a lot against a lot of different teams and you know so um but yeah i mean you constantly have to adjust to the the people that cause you the most problems i think the irony is that uh you know, yeah, he's play, playing another Big Ten team uh, that he's faced, you know, before. So, uh, you know, it's um, it's a it's a cool moment for us um, as a team and and for him as well. Thank you, Coach. Um, this is time we need to transition over to uh, Michael and Braylon, but I'd like to thank everyone. Just please hold on, and we'll be back in the room here in just a moment. Jeremy Renner returns to Paramount Plus for a brand new season of the original hit series, Mayor of Kingstown. My job is to create a balance, avoid a war. From executive producer Taylor Sheridan, co-creator of Yellowstone. There's some new players in town, and they brought the flag. And Antoine Fuqua, director of Training Day. I know it's always been a war zone, Mike, but this is the next level. The mayor is back in business. Are you warning me? You're going to find out. Mayor of Kingstown. New season streaming June 2nd, exclusively on Paramount Plus. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. 
old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And we are now live. Mr. Daniels, please go ahead. Great. Uh, thank you, Jen. Uh, we are now joined on the call here by quarterback Michael Penix, uh, offensive player of the game from the Sugar Bowl, University of Washington, and defensive end Braylon Trice. Uh, at this point in time, I'll turn it over to Jen to give us instructions on how to get in the queue for questions. Thank you. If you'd like to ask a question, please press star 1 on your telephone keypad now. You'll be placed into the queue in the order received. Please be prepared to ask your question when prompted. Once again, if you have a question, please press star 1 on your phone now. Our first question will come from Mike Vorel with Seattle Times. Yeah, I wanted to ask Braylon something. Braylon, you were on this team uh, when you played Michigan back in 2021. It was a very different place, and obviously Michigan got the better of that game. And just how do you think about how far this group has come since then and just the, the growth that you guys have had under Kalen and under this different staff? Yeah, that, yeah, that was a, a while back, you know, completely different team, different uh, group of guys. But now um, we we have a whole different team, a whole different coaching staff, and it, we have way better team, way better thing going on here. Obviously, you guys see that. Um, but the level of preparation and the mindset that this team has uh, is a lot different than that in the past. And um, it's a different time. It's a different era. And this is a team of winners, and we're out here to, to, to win and go out to this, this last game and to do what we can to go get that W. Thank you. And we'll move next to Andrew Kahn with the Ann Arbor News. Hey, Michael. Um, I'm wondering how much, uh, if any, you think your past experience playing against Michigan um, helps you in this game. Uh, I wouldn't say uh, I, can't, I can't really use anything from my past, you know, uh, playing them because obviously I played them with a whole, totally different team and um, so totally different time. You know that was the year of COVID as well. You know, so it's like um, nothing, nothing that happened before can carry will carry over to uh, what we have to prepare for come Monday. But um, I'm just super excited for the opportunity and I know my guys will be ready. And we'll hear next from Sam Khan with the Athletic. Uh, this is for Michael. Uh, Michael, I wanted to ask you about Roma Dunze. Uh, what is it about his game you think that makes him such a special receiver and so hard for other people to defend? I'll say the biggest thing is just his consistency. I mean, like his his skills and his talents. Like you see that uh, each and every week, you know, on a consistent basis. You know, he he doesn't just do it on game day either. You know, he shows up in practice. You know, always giving the best looks, the best the best reps. You know that that he can to help his team. You know, and, and that's that's what I think makes him so special, you know, just his care and love for this team to where, like, when it comes to practice, when it might be getting hard in practice, you know, he's still going to give 110% no matter what. Thank you. Our next question will come from Michael Cohen, Fox Sports. Hi, this question is uh, is for Michael. I guess in your early studies of Michigan's defense and what Jesse Minter has done as a coordinator, what do you think are some of the challenges that that unit uh, will present based on what you've seen so far? Um, that, that's a good team over there, man. They're, they're coached up very well. Um, but we're going to be ready for the challenge. You know, they, they mix up the pitcher quite a bit. You know, they, they try to get the quarterback off, off his mark, you know. Um, but we'll be ready for it, you know. We, we know that, um, you know, obviously it's the biggest game, you know, 
right now, uh, mainly because it's our next one, but obviously because it's the championship as well, you know, for the national championship. But, man, um, I'm super excited for the opportunity, but, you know, we're just going to continue to, you know, prepare the same way that we do each and every week. And uh, um, we know that we have enough what it takes to, to be able to come out with the W. We just got to go out there, execute, and, and do it. Thank you. Our next question comes from Dennis Dodd, CBS Sports. Hey, Michael, could you describe the process in, in getting to Washington? How much of it was a slam dunk with the, you know, the uh, relationship you had with your coach? Um, I do re- recall you on a Zoom saying you scouted the offensive line. You watched film of the offensive line. What did you see then you know, when the you know, program wasn't very good at that point? Um, and what did you, you – know, obviously, they're the best offensive line in the country now. The biggest, uh, the biggest was just, uh, um, so like you said, man, my process, it was, it was pretty good. I came on my visit, you know, strictly by business. You know, I already knew what I wanted um, my last couple of years to look like and, um, you know, helped me be able to have, you know, have that year and have those years that, you know, I, I was looking for going into the portal, you know, so um, I'm super blessed for the opportunity, but. But yeah, whenever I went on my visit, I was I just asked to see like uh, the film of the guys. You know, I wanted to see who I had around me. And, you know, once I saw the talent that I had around me, uh, that I would have around me here, you know, I I knew I couldn't pass up this opportunity, and I knew that we'd be able to do. So. Was was that true that you you looked at film of the offensive line and kind of scouted them, seeing what you were getting into? I looked at film on everybody. It wasn't okay. just the offensive line. You know, I asked, I watched the the whole. Line. I watched the skill guy. Everybody stayed from uh, the prior year, so I, I knew I kind of had an idea uh, of what I. Okay, and and then real quick with Braylon, could you, could you describe what this team does well to win? How do they win? I'm looking back 20 years, and I can't find a national champion who led the who led the nation in passing. Uh, or is that even a metric we should be looking at right now? Give me give me a give me 50 words on how this team has gotten to this point. What kind of team are they? Mm-hmm. What do they do well? Because all, all the, the average fan sees is Michael passing yards, 40 points a game. Yeah. I mean, behind the scenes, the people don't see the, the hard work and, the, and the, the character that this team has, you know, um, the, pro- the process of the preparation and, you know, the mentality and physicality that this team has. Um, everybody sees the gameplay and the stats and, um, the, the the scores and everything, but when you're behind the scenes, you really see how much heart and drive goes into this this team. Um, in the weight room, on the on the practice field, even in the locker room. I mean, it's a completely different vibe than teams I've been around on been on in the past, and um, I think that plays a big role in why we're 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 at we're at we're at where we're at now because um you know without that that preparation and that brotherhood and that connection and you know, that drive that this, these guys have on this team, um, we want to be where we're at. And uh, I just know it. I'm blessed to be on a team like this and be surrounded by guys like this um, and get that opportunity to play with this team. Um, yeah, and I'm excited for where we're headed. Great. Thank you. Thank you. And we'll hear next from Matt Calkins, Seattle Times. Michael, um, I asked uh, Kaylin something similar, but you guys have had so many defining moments this year, whether it be Grady's walk-off kick, whether it be Elijah's swat in the Sugar Bowl, fourth down stops, 
couple touchdown passes you've had. Mish Powell's in there, too. Uh, I'm just curious if, if there's one or two this year that, that really stand out to you and, and why. You saying games or just plays? Plays. Uh, um, one or two of my plays or just the team? The teams. And that could include um, yours. You said mine. Well, it feels the teams. You know, I'd definitely say uh, Mish, he had an amazing play for us, Arizona State. You know, we were struggling on the offensive side of the ball. You know, I couldn't really move the ball, but, you know, him making that big play to help our team uh, spring ahead and get that win, you know, was big. You know, uh, um, as far as myself, I'm not I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure. I never really thought about, like, what's been my favorite play. No, but um, I, I'm just always so in the moment, you know, at that time, you know, and uh, during the game, you know, um, it kind of goes off fast. So I, I never really sat down and thought about it, you know, but um, I love all the plays that my guys make for me, you know, definitely the ones that they make it look easy for me. All right, thank you. And next we'll go to Rainer Sabin, Detroit Free Press. Hi, Michael. Uh, just wanted to get your thoughts on what you remember most from the win over Michigan in 2020 and whether you derive any sort of, I don't know, irony um, or get a sense of irony that in many ways your performance in that game kind of forced Michigan to change its defense uh, to what it is now. Uh, I don't really remember much. You know, I just remember winning, really. Um, I mean, it was, it was a good game. I was a good team. And, you know, I was during the COVID year, you know, but uh, it's a totally different ball game, you know. Um, but I'm always confident in myself and, and, and this team, you know, in the uh, preparation that our coaches, you know, give us to go into each game. So I'm super excited for the opportunity. And we'll move next to Doug Parrish, Football Organically. Michael, congratulations on getting to the championship game here. Uh, the term for pulling back the arrow is called drawing. How do you compare that to what you do uh, after you throw a strike to a, a wide receiver or for a touchdown? What are your thoughts when you're pulling back the bow and arrow? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it just happens, you know. Um, I get in a moment, you know. Sometimes I don't do it. Sometimes I do it. You know, it's a, a lot of times it's just – like an in-a-moment thing, you know, but uh, I don't know, man. I, I, I've been falling in love with it, so I, I've been doing it. <laughs> Sounds good. And we'll go next to Dan Raley inside the Huskies. <clears throat> uh, Braylon, when we were in New Orleans, Texas kept saying that you guys play a, an NFL-style defense that's highly unique. Do you think that's true, and, and it, is this going to prepare you for the NFL, you and your teammates? <clears throat> Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't, like, obviously, I, I have to think highly of our defense, so I'm not going to compare us to, like, an NFL-style defense, I think. Um, but it, it's good to hear that people think of us like that. Um, but I like to just focus on, you know, what we are ourselves. You know, I don't like to think too much on that. But, um, yeah, our defense is aggressive. And, uh, you know, we fly after the ball on every play. You know, we're always trying to – Send people to the, to the quarterback. Send people where they need to be at. We're not going to sit back and wait for you to come to us, you know. Um, but, yeah, pretty much. We'll go next to Kenneth Berry, touchdowns and tangents. 
Uh, congratulations to both of you. Um, how is Mike? How has it been uh, knowing? Obviously, nobody really opted out, and with all the success that Coach Kalen has had, could easily probably you know be looking at the NFL. But everybody's kind of stayed down through this journey. How special has that been for you? And reaffirming um, knowing you chose to come back. Yeah, I mean it's been real special. You know, it's, you know the position that we're in right now is definitely the reason that. Um, I know that we all chose to come back. You know, we we saw we saw the vision, and we believed in, uh, we believed that we could be able to achieve the greatest things out there. So um, this team has been doing it. Um, we've been on a mission, and uh, we've just been truly blessed. You know, but uh, at the same time, you know, it, it, t- it took a lot of hard work to get here, and uh, it wasn't always perfect. But we, we found a, we always found a way to make it work. So. Um, man, it's just hats off to this team and, you know, just our grit and our determination and, and our will to win each and every week. And uh, Braylon, obviously, you know, you got the offensive line wins Joe Morris Award. Michigan won the Joe Morris Award two years in a row. How does it feel for you as a defender knowing, you know, you're going up against the best offensive line in the country, and how much does that, do you feel like that over-prepares you for what Michigan has uh, coming your way? Yeah, I've been saying it since, you know, for even for the past three years that uh, it's uh, awesome to be able to get reps against guys at the caliber, um, dudes that are playing at this level, um, that are willing to – are able to get a Joe Moore Award. We have some of the best offensive linemen, and getting reps against them every single day just prepares us more and more for, for what's to come, you know. And uh, even preseason, you know, going up against them in fall camp, one-on-ones, you know, um, Good versus good. Uh, it's awesome to be able to get reps against guys like that, like Troy and Nate, and, you know, Parker and and Raj. I mean, all those guys are you know high caliber offensive linemen, and you don't you, you can't find guys like that just anywhere, um, especially with the mentality that they have up front, um, protecting Mike and doing their job. So um, it's just great to know that we have those level of guys on our offense playing O line. I mean, it's awesome as a D lineman to to know that I my guys on my side are going to be prepared enough to go out and play teams like Michigan, like Texas, like guys that we're playing, um, because we get to go against dudes that are better than that and um, are able to win awards like that, which is um, awesome, and I'm proud of them for it. Thank you. And our next question will come from Chip Howard, KZNE Radio. Yeah, this is uh, for both Michael and for Braylon. Why do you think you guys have been so successful in close games? What what does it take to win these close games? Uh, I'll say the biggest thing, you know, is just uh, the bond and the connection that we have within the team. You know, I feel like, you know, uh, this team, we, we truly have love for each other and we want to see each other uh, do great, you know, and, um, and that that's a big thing, you know, just having a lot of guys you know, on a great team that are that are unselfish and, you know, uh, always excited to see their brothers, you know, winning and uh, doing great in their in their positions. And um, and I'll say all the stuff that we've been through, you know, just all our off-season grind and workouts and, you know, everything that uh, we've been through to get to this point, you know, that allowed us to get here, you know, it's definitely, it definitely took a lot, you know, to get here. You know, it just – it didn't just happen overnight. Um, the process has been going on these past two years, you know, so uh, – We've been blessed. And uh, just to piggyback off that uh, unselfish part, I mean, this is probably the most unselfish team I've been a part of my entire career, um, football, you know. 
um, it's a big part of why we're at where we're at, and we can, you know, finish off games in situations like that because you see teams that um, can't perform in clutch moments like that because they, they hang their heads down and they start to get mad at each other and they start fighting within their groups and within their units. And that's really what, you know, tears teams apart and not let them be successful in moments like that. But instead, our team, our guys will go out there and, you know, bring each other up, lift each other up um, in situations that obviously we don't want to be in, but we're in and make the most out of what we got and just remind each other, like, this is what we train for. This is what we're, we, we're, we're ready for, you know. Um, and, you know, just that confidence that we have as a group, knowing that we have that trust in each other and that unselfishness is what really brings us to where we're at. Thank you. And our next question will come from Chris Vanini with The Athletic. Yeah, uh, from Michael, um, first, I guess, how is uh, Dylan doing after re-aggravating that injury? And uh, second, how important is uh, he to what you guys like to do on offense? Yeah, man, Dylan's a guy that, you know, he works extremely hard, you know, to get to where he he has become, you know, all season, you know, for us, you know. But, um, man, he, he always has high spirits. You know, he's a guy that's, you know, always spreading love, you know, always want to see the, the team be great. You know, so um, he, he's in good spirits. You know, obviously, you know, uh, we're not we're not sure of, you know, anything as far as like him playing or him not playing yet. You know, but um, whenever whenever that time comes and we find out, you know, we we know that we're gonna support him and be behind him no matter what. So um, you know, we're just lucky to have a guy like him on the team. You know, because of you know his just um his determination, his grit, his uh, will to win. You know, and uh. Always wanted to see this team do great. Appreciate it. Thanks. It's the UEFA Champions League on Paramount Plus. Europe's top club soccer tournament. Champions versus champions. The best teams facing off in the knockout rounds. Magnificent! And it all takes place. While you're filling out financial reports at work. In the middle of your day, in the middle of your week. So use that second screen. Call in sick. Do whatever you gotta do to tune in Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Nobody watches the UEFA Champions League like us. Stream every match live exclusively on Paramount Plus. 